Hello there, lovely listeners, and welcome back to the A Lot of Love podcast with me, Aiden. And me, Mom. And we are back here to tell you about our latest reptile news and, you know, just shenanigans and all kinds of crazy stuff. Lots of shenanigans. Because that is what we do here. Um, I think we're going to bring up the Lacey Act again. Um, we have some big uh, axolotl news coming for you that will be coming from me. Obviously, a new reptile of the week. And we just got back from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And in Sevierville, there was a reptile zoo down there. Or not really just a reptile zoo, but just... Uh, it was called Rainforest Adventures, and uh, we will uh, get to that as well. But uh, why don't we uh, start off with the the Lacey Act, because that's still a big thing going on right now. Yeah, apparently now um, the amendments to the Lacey Act, I was just reading up on it today. Um, they're like editing what went through the Senate. Um, they're kind of like cutting and pasting some of the amendments together into a new bill. Um, even though it had passed the Senate, now they're like amending it, amending the amendment. And I've got to look more into it on what's going on. But it seems like there's being some changes to it. But once again, it's still threatening our hobby as a whole. There's lots of online petitions you can send or sign. Um, always donating to US ARC is one of the best things you can do because they have the most power to lobby against this. Um, also, you know, writing your House of Representatives members in your state, um, that's huge, and let them know where you stand on this. And um, just make your voice heard in one way or another. Speak out against this and stand up for our hobby. Because uh, once and again, if this passes, this could really destroy it. Um, so we'll, we will definitely be keeping you updated on that. Is there anything else you want to say about that? I mean, I just want to stress again, this isn't just like if you have your animal, like you don't have to give it up, but it's definitely going to hinder our ability to obtain new animals, to obtain food for the animals that we have, because it's not just limited to reptiles. Like it'll cover, you know, like crickets, dubias, all of your worms and things like I mean you it'll have we'll have trouble shipping anything over state lines if you get transferred for work or move to another state you cannot take your pet with you um, the lot news we have wouldn't have happened um, had this been in place and it's just um, it'll be a really terrible thing and it'll pretty much kill um, exotic pet ownership as a whole so let's stand together um as a group of hobbyists and enthusiasts and speak out against this i think that's the best thing we can do now speaking of that a lot of news uh it starts out really bad but then it goes up trust me it goes up so uh mr bubbles i i did a uh what what okay so uh i did a tank change and um after the tank change, I um, realized that I couldn't, you know, see Mr. Bubbles. I kind of looked around a bit. Turns out he had got himself stuck in a treasure chest, and um, he didn't live in the treasure chest, unfortunately. So um, that was pretty sad. Now, us going down to Tennessee, 
um, we went to this <clears throat> this like rainforest zoo thing, and uh, oh, we're not putting the treasure chest back in there. I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna put any air things back in there. Just the air stone. Just the air stone. But um, basically, going down there, they just got in a a uh, big egg thing of axolotls they were all babies and they've been kind of growing up there for a bit and we actually got two of them so we have two uh, they're about six months old now we have aurora which is a white one with pink gills and then cosmo which is a black one with black gills so aurora is a leucistic and cosmo is a wild type Thank you, because I don't know the scientific types for these things. Um, so they're pretty happy in there. Uh, what's What's funny to me is they knew nothing but those little like totes that they lived in, and we put them in this tank, and they're like don't know what to do with themselves. So you got plants, we got slate, and uh, now that they're bigger, they're a little bit easier to take care of. I can see one of them flapping his gills right now. I see Cosmo just flapping his gills because the way uh, the the way our little recording studio, a.k.a. my bedroom, is set up is I can see the axolotl tank is on top of my dresser. And uh, I can see what they're doing in there. And they're just kind of chilling. That's usually what they do. They eat. They eat pretty good. Uh, I need to feed them right after this as well. So, uh, yeah. And then uh, Mom, will, I'll let Mom tell you a bit at the rainforest, too, because I feel like I've been talking for a long time. No, that's fine, because I, you have to excuse me. Aiden was so nice to give me his cold while we were in Tennessee. But I just wanted to say the uh, trip home with the axolotls was definitely eventful. Um, the container that we got them in wasn't like an airtight container. So every bump and turn we went over, water spilled out onto Aiden. And every rest stop we went to, his pants were soaking wet and it looked pretty hilarious. And not only that, it was snowing and around 29 degrees when we got home. Therefore, my legs were frozen. I felt so sorry for him, but um, I, well, I did because that looked miserable, but I will say they made it home safely. They made the transition into their new tank. Their tank is void of decorations. We went with just simple plants and they seem very happy. They like hanging out in the plants. Um, they do have plants and then they have um, the slate on the bottom, just sheets of slate. So they have something to grip as they're trying to move around the tank. And they seem to like that because they push off on like the little ledges between pieces of slate and propel themselves. And they really seem they snuggle a lot, which is super cute. Yeah, I, uh, I've only seen them snuggle once because they only do it when I'm at school for whatever reason. But uh, they do it. They do it. It's like during the day when he was at school today, I walked in and they were all cuddled up together. Like it was almost like they were snoozing and it was like the most adorable thing. I would, I, I, I want to see that someday. Maybe someday I'll see it, but I think I've only seen him cuddle like once and it was like barely even. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it got more positive as we went, but yes, yeah, so we have Aurora and Cosmo now and uh, we'll be posting some stuff on there on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Yeah, they're already up on the Facebook page, so you guys can check them out there. Um, the reptile, the rainforest, um, 
what was it called? Rainforest. Rainforest Adventure Zoo in Sevierville, Tennessee. Yeah, the Rainforest Adventure Zoo was really, really cool. And I have to say, like, the animal enclosures were really nice and super well kept. I was very impressed because sometimes you'll find, like, these little, like, tourist attraction zoos where the animals aren't very well cared for and they're in crappy enclosures. But these animals had huge enclosures. They were super clean. They were super well cared for. You could see the food in there. They all had really good diets. Like, I was really impressed by this place. And the care guides and everything that they gave us with the Lottles, they were, like, really into it, really cared about them. Like, they just seemed like good people, and they were taking really good care of their animals. So there were a lot of reptiles. They did have things like a caiman. Um, they had a reticulated python. They tegu. Yeah, they had an Argentine tegu. They had um, bearded dragon, blue tongue skink, um, your mastics. They just they had a bunch of really cool stuff. You know what, else they had? what? They had guinea pigs. They had they had guinea pigs. There was a huge like. Open enclosure, just community of maybe about 20 guinea pigs. And they were all just running around squeaking. Some of them were babies. I would have loved to pet them, but I am severely allergic. But I can be around them at least. Yeah, he would have swollen up like um, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. The Michelin Man, right? So um, that would have been bad. But other than that, other than him not have not being able to touch the guinea pigs, like it was. If you're in the Tennessee area, I highly recommend you check out the Rainforest Adventures. Do you realize how big Tennessee is? Tennessee is a wide freaking state. Okay, East Tennessee, Gatlinburg, Smoky Mountain area. Highly recommend you check this place out. Very, even if you're in Cherokee, North Carolina, it's not that far. It's an hour. Right. Like, if you're in the Smoky Mountain area, like, definitely check it out. It's definitely worth it. It's not very expensive. And like I said, it's a really good experience with the animals. It's not that far off the main road that takes you into, like, the strip and everything. It's just, like, two turns off of, like, I think that's, like, 441. So it's right there. It's not that far. Yeah, you can literally see it from the strip if you know where to look. So it's easy to find. And like I said, it's just, it was a really great experience. It was very positive. And like I said, I was really impressed with their husbandry. So definitely support them because they're doing it right. And I really believe in the people that are doing it right. Like we need to support those people because they're teaching. They're not only taking good care of their animals, but they're teaching other people good husbandry techniques and educating people well about um, all kinds of different animals and, you know, helping get the word out about our hobby in a good way. I'm just happy that the goats didn't eat my shirt. Yeah, that would have been most bad. Because you would have had wet pants and no shirt. Yeah, because one time, uh, this is a bit more local, we went to this farm place and... um, uh, I was petting the goats, and they tried to eat my shirt, and it made a dumb YouTube video, so that helped. But if you want to check out highlights from our trip to the Rainforest Adventures, I did post a video on the Facebook. I think Aiden will be posting videos to the YouTube. Okay, so there will be um, stuff up on the YouTube if you guys want to check out that bonus content feel free to do so. I did create a Patreon account 
Um, so you're more than welcome to donate to our Patreon. And I'll have to double check the link, but we're under a lot of love. And um, there will be bonus content on there as well. I sincerely apologize. I am so behind on all of the media that we have. The YouTube and the Instagram are practically dead, and it's my fault. I haven't gotten us to Apple Podcasts yet. I am so sorry. I'm going to start working on this. I promise you. But on the other hand, the Facebook that I am in charge of is well up to date and posted on multiple times a day. Yeah, because you have time. I don't. Sorry. Sorry. I don't have a life like my son does, so I have more time to post. But, I mean, you know, the law kind of requires me to go to this thing called school. I mean, this is true. And they don't. I I can't do that from school. This is also true. So. Yeah. So, moving on to another topic, um, you know, we got recently a new leopard gecko. Um, Larry Johnson. Yes, we love our Larry. Larry Johnson is doing great. He's in a 20-gallon long aquarium. Um, He came from BHB. and he's just, he is awesome. Like when we got him, you could tell that he had been well socialized. And he is a juvenile. Like he was one of their 2021 hatchlings that just went up on the website not too long ago. So we got him pretty soon after he went up for sale. And um, he, you can tell like he was tong fed. He is so used to tong feeding. Um, super, super friendly. Um, they did a great job with him. And, and a coconut. He does sleep in a coconut on soft bedding. Yeah, I was looking for him. I got off the bus today and I was looking for him and I was like, where's where's Larry Johnson at? And I looked in the coconut and I saw his head. And that's all I saw was just like the bottom of his head. Yep, he was all curled up in his little soft coconut. So anyway, I do want to give a shout out to BHB. I think they're doing a great job over there. And like I said, he was a really good quality lizard when we got him so i'm very happy and um larry's an awesome pet but one thing that you know we were looking into when we were setting up larry's tank was substrate and i did not realize what a huge debate there was on leopard gecko substrates And it's just crazy, all the different options, and everybody has an opinion about it. Um, You know, there's the, a lot of people like to go towards the desert. Um, They'll do like the calci sand or play sand. Um, And I'll be honest, the leopard gecko I had before Larry that I had for like 12 years, um, he was on the ground up walnut shells. Shells. Well, they look like sand, and, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I got him, they said that the ground walnut shells wouldn't cause impaction. Well, now they're saying it does. And it seems like um, just when you're getting into leopard gecko substrates, there is all these debates and all these different schools of thought on what will impact, what won't, what has too much humidity, what doesn't. Um, we ended up going with food grade shelf liner. Um, that's what I used for the bearded dragon. Cortana's got something to say about it too. Um, 
But that's what we use on the Bearded Dragon, and it's worked out great. It's easy to clean. It's easy to keep the poop out. Um, we really like it, so I went with that. But, Aiden, do you want to weigh in on it? I mean, I don't know. Is that why you wanted me to weigh on it? Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't know much about uh, betting and stuff like that. I mean, you know, you just got to make sure that uh, whatever you do, don't get something that your leopard gecko will eat, choke, and die on. Because that could be problematic. Right. And, I mean, there's just all these different schools. Like, people say, oh, well, you can mix the coconut fiber with sand, and that's fine. Or, oh, topsoil and sand, that's fine. Um, and a lot of people are going for bioactive now. And that seems to be the thing. And I'm going to start doing more research on that. And I may, I may dabble in a bioactive build for Carla. I haven't decided yet. Um... But I just want to know, like, if you guys want to do a shout out on the Facebook or whatnot, what are you guys' schools of thought on leopard gecko substrate? Do you guys agree? Like, I get that they want to burrow in bed, but I really don't want him to get impacted. So that's why I went the way I did. Um, I do have a moist hide with moss on one side. I think it's like the sphagnum moss. Sphagnum. Um, and then he's got a dry hide on the other side. Um, you know, I'm keeping his humidity and everything. And I mean, I feel bad because I know they like to burrow and dig, but I'm so scared of impaction now. And I'll be honest, like I'm a busy mom and I don't have time to sit there and mix substrates together to make like the perfect substrate. So it's quick and easy for me. He seems happy. <laughs> But I want to know what you guys think. So let's weigh in. I'll create a thread on the Facebook. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it, what your school of thought is on leopard gecko substrate, because it just seems to be a big debate right now. And like I said, everybody's got a different opinion. And I honestly don't know which one's best. I went with this because it seemed like the safest, most convenient option for me to keep my gecko healthy. But I want to know what you think. So... Because I'll create a thread and we'll throw it out there. You have to clean the poo. That's really how you're going to contribute to that. Okay. So, moving on, we have... Carla! Ha what? Carla. What about Carla? How's Carla doing? Oh, Carla's fine. That's cool. She just ate. I fed her right before the podcast. Um, she was not feeling sassy tonight. Um, she is a sassy one. Let me tell you. Oh my god! Like she can, she can have some attitude, but she likes water, and she likes looking at water, looking at axolotls, looking at bubbles. Yeah, she really likes bubbles. Because one time she was sassy, and I was handling her, and uh, I brought her into my room and showed her to the aquarium, and she started like flaring up and be like, "Oh my god, I love it." She uh, she has a specific branch that she lays on, and she gets really like really colorful on it and her eyes like they're just like a pale gray and they stand out and it's just really cool i know she looks like a baby alligator <laughs> i love her so much carla's my baby and she likes to sit on my shoulder or like on my chest and watch youtube and i'll just sit there and pet her and she just flattens out and then like we love life she's just my best little buddy so okay well moving on from Carla, we. Sprinkle. Sprinkle. 
Pringle's doing good. Pringle he's is the like second newest reptile that's not an eggs model. <laughs> yeah, he's our bearded dragon. He's doing good. He's um, we just he decided he liked blueberries today. Um, he is getting a little chonky. Um, but yeah, he's doing good. He, he's growing like, you know, every day I go in there, it looks like he's grown just a little bit more. I know he should be shedding again soon. Um, Peaches looks like she's getting ready to shed too. She just ate yesterday. She's doing good. Um, so yeah. And now we've got reptile of the week. Reptile of the week. Opera singing. Remind me to never do that again. Okay, so <coughs> as soon as I finish dying, I will let you know. <coughs> all right. We both are. Um, that this week's Reptile of the Week is the Green Anole. Now, I haven't taken the wheel on this segment in quite some time. So, excuse me if I'm just a little bit rusty. But um, the Green the green anole um it's a pretty it's a it's a um it's a pretty small boy i'm not gonna lie he's um he's it's a very inexpensive uh uh reptile um this one's a great beginner reptile yeah you, we have to like measure on a scale of like beginner to moderate to expert right this is like Unless you're looking for something you can handle, because these guys are wily and quick, and they don't like to be handled, but they're a great reptile to just sit back and watch because they are super active. Um, but they are—they're—they're they're just one of the easiest ones to take care of. So if you're a beginner and you just want something to kind of almost like a living art in your house, they're a great way to get a reptile experience without having a lot of difficulty. All right. So uh, you kind of talked about behavior there, so we'll start with that. Uh, they can be kept alone or they can be in small little groups. Uh, the males are territorial and they might actually end up fighting one another. So a group is probably best of females with no more than one male or else they're going to start fighting for dominance, which you don't want that. Uh, they are pleasant enough pets, but their natural instinct is to protect their territory. Males will try to show dominance or that they're just angry by extending their dewlaps to appear larger to prospective mates. If it opens and closes its dewlap, this is a sign of aggression, and that shows that it feels threatened, which um, isn't good. Now, these guys are also called um, American chameleons. Watch your dewlap. Watch Watch your dewlap. Watch your dewlap, kids. It can mean something if you don't. Check your dewlap before you wreck yourself. No. Because that doesn't work. It's doesn't doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Sorry. It just doesn't. Um, they are also... So if you ever heard of the term... American chameleon, this is the same uh, thing, but they are not chameleons at all. Uh, they can change their color, though, from bright from bright emerald green to brown, so they are quite attractive. Um, males... Like me. I didn't ask for your opinion. But you do this podcast with me, so you're going to get it anyway. Wasn't this your idea? I mean, yeah, but I'm allowed to say that I'm attractive like a no. Okay. 
Um, if you want to know, the difference between a male and a female is actually in the dewlap um, that you have to be watching. The males have the pink or red dewlap, and the females of some species also have dewlaps, although they are generally smaller. So more, it's more. You totally just said dewlap. <laughs> uh, dewlap. Uh, dewlap, diddy, diddy, dum, diddy, do. Green animals are skittish and shy, but with can but with consistent and gentle handling, they will become somewhat tame. So they can be held. You just have to train them and make sure you know. You don't lose them in the meantime. Exactly. So as long as you're gentle with it, it's fine. They can scamper and they're hard to catch. They prefer not to be handled too much, so avoid it if at all possible. Much like your little brother. And always handle it gently. What? I had to think about that one for a minute. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't dangle them by the tail. Uh, they can detach and drop their tail as, like, a defense thing. Like, how they do in the wild if something's got their tail. Like, they just drop it. You just lose that. So, don't be doing that. Now, if you, you know, after hearing its behavior, if you still are interested in the green uh, anole, here is how you house it and its dew drops. Do do dra do drapes? Do little? Do hold on. Do claw? I'm I'm finding it. Hold on. Uh, Overdue library book? Do laps. <laughs> <laughs> said do drops. <laughs> <coughs> An appropriately sized aquarium with a tight fitting screen top makes the best home. The absolute minimum. Uh, would be a 10-gallon aquarium for one or two of them, but larger is better and necessary for three or more, for groups of three or more. These lizards are mainly active during the daytime, and while they like to bask in the sun, they prefer to do so on plants. The pads on the bottoms of their feet allow them to climb and cling to most surfaces, including glass, and they will escape enclosures that are not secure, so keep them lids on tight, people. Um, they prefer substrates... They're, oh my goodness, I'm having trouble doing English today, mother. The preferred substrates include soil without perlite, peat moss, or orchid bark. I also found that in my experience with green anoles, that coconut, uh, the coconut bedding also works really well for them. What's your experience with green anoles? I used to be the manager of a pet store, and we sold green anoles. Didn't you sell? Children. Oh, that's that that took a turn. Um Well, we didn't sell them. I I Moving on. Uh the humidity. You can use a hygrometer inside the enclosure to measure the relative humidity as you would with, you know, m most reptiles. Um as hygrometer readings can change with age, they can also be calibrated once annually. Maintain the humidity for the for this annul enclosure at 70% by misting daily with dechlorinated or bottled, not distilled water. A dish of the same water should also be provided. Now, as far as heat goes, essentially a semi-tropical environment should be created but not anything near a rainforest, with daytime temperatures of 75 to 82 degrees Fahrenheit for 12 to 14 hours a day. I apologize for everybody that does that uses the metric system. I am not converting that to Celsius. That's what cell phones are for. 
Yes, you can do that method on, you can just Google that. This The temperature should not fall below 65 degrees Fahrenheit at night. During the day, a basking area with a basking light should cover only 25% of the surface, so that's a quarter, of the enclosure, and aim for a basking temperature of 85 to 90 degrees Fahrenheit during the daytime. Do not use hot rocks as heat sources, as they can burn your anole and also end up overheating the entire enclosure. You do not want to fry your reptile. <laughs> heat rocks are bad, Umkai. Umkai. Heat rocks, seriously, though, guys, they're horrible. Like, it's like a grill. it actually kind of is, which is. <laughs> really gross but i mean they're just not a good idea to directly place your animal on a heat source like that i've seen so many reptile injuries from heat rocks it's just like i don't even know why they sell them anymore under tank heaters or basking lamps are always the way to go yeah don't grill your uh don't don't grill your reptile this is not the roadkill cafe oh jeez i didn't even think of that one um Poodles on noodles. Stop. That that's enough of that. This is an animal friendly podcast, mother. But it's already dead. It's roadkill. We're gonna talk about light now. We're gonna we're gonna look at the lighter side of of the situation because you seem to be really dark today. I am. And it's scaring me a little. Sorry. It's okay. It happens to all of us. I listened to a podcast about BTK earlier, so we are going to move on now. Um, the light. A variety of lights are needed. Some for heat, some for white light, and some for UVB light. <coughs> okay, so honestly, guys, for these, I know that some people get a little like overkill on the lights for these guys. Really, um, the light that I have for my bearded dragon will work great for it. It's got a UVB and heat basking all in one light. Um, I'll have to look, and I can put it on Facebook. I get it off Amazon. But that way you only have one bulb, one basking area. You've got the UVB for the vitamin D, and it's just makes it so much easier. And they need 12 to 14 hours of this light during the day and 10 to 12 hours of darkness, which will be at night. No artificial light is as good as sunlight for providing UVB. So when the outside temperature on a sunny day is over 70 degrees Fahrenheit, place your anole outside in a secure screen, excuse me, or a wire cage with a locking door. Provide some shade and a hiding place within the sunny day enclosure so they can go enjoy some of that good old fresh air. If the anole does not have access to bright sunlight, Zoomed's reptile or iguana lights and Durotest's vi vi oh my goodness I'm having trouble with the English. Vita light are two good options. These Vita UV light. that's what I said. These UVB light sources should be replaced every six months. Glass cages. Oh my goodness. Sorry, my notes are going crazy right now. Glass cages, even those with a screen top, should never be used near a window as they will trap heat and can cause fatally high temperatures. Now, obviously, food and water are pretty important for anything to survive, so we're going to tell you about what they eat and drink now. And Are you going to say something? Yes, because I just found the bulb that I use, and this would work really well. It's the Tekazoo UVA UVB 
Sunlamp High Intensity. It's like 26 bucks on Amazon Prime with free delivery. And it would be a great combo bulb um, to use on on the uh, green anoles. Bulbous. Um, anoles usually get 100% of their water intake by licking droplets off of leaves of plants. So kind of like Carla or Gargoyle Gecko. So provide several plants in the enclosure. Branches for basking are also going to be essential. Generally, anoles will not lap water from a dish like a dog unless it is equipped with a constant slow drip. So the terrarium plants should be misted about twice daily. Or get a terrarium fogger. What? Terrarium foggers that constantly have like a mist and you can control the amount of humidity. It's actually kind of cool. We have one for Carla. I'm going to set it up tomorrow. Oh, we do? Yeah. When did you order that? A while ago. It's been sitting in a box by the front door. Wish I would have known that. That's pretty cool. It is actually really cool. I can't wait to set it up. So how does it work? You put water in it and you plug it in. What brand is it? Um, I don't know. How many stars did it get on? Freaking whatever you got it on. I have no idea. Do you think it's a good product? I have no idea. Why don't you know these things? Because I haven't tried it yet. It's a Shark Tank. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I guess I'm not getting a deal today. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Green anoles also do best on a variety of gut-loaded insects, including mealworms and waxworms. Gut-loaded insects sounds so appetizing right Nutritious. now. Right? Feed two to three approximately sized prey items about half the size of the adult's head every other day. What are you doing? <laughs> She's rolling around on my... <laughs> A calcium and vitamin supplement should also be dusted on the insects. Be careful in allowing your anole to catch wild insects. There's no way to know what kind of pesticides wild caught insects might be harboring. <coughs> Any fertilizer that has been on your neighbor's grass will be on those insects, and then they'll be in your lizard, and then your lizard will be no more lizard. It's so sad. But that that's why you only feed store-bought insects, because then they won't have that, and then you have happy lizard. You have to clean the poop. <laughs> Common health problems. Like many reptiles, green anoles are susceptible to an ailment. Ailment. Can you talk today? No, I can't. Ailment? Ailments. Ailment. That means a they can get sick. Really? Yes. Can anything get sick? I mean, you gave me an ailment when we were in Tennessee. Imagine getting an ailment. I have an ailment. Maybe you should stop. Maybe you should not cough on me. I didn't mean to. You were just sitting right there in my way. So what kind of ailments can anoles get? Um, mouth rot or stomatitis. If you notice red or puffiness around its mouth or a substance that looks like cottage cheese around its teeth, dear God, it's likely mouth rot. <laughs> My anole has a cheesy mouth. <laughs> Stop. That is horrible. <laughs> 
Yeah, it sounds like your ailment going on over there. Yeah, I do not have cottage cheese mouth, though. I, I'm glad, actually. Thank you. Do not try to treat this aggressive infection with a home remedy. This condition requires treatment by a veterinarian. Yeah, you can't cure the cottage cheese mouth by yourself. And who has expertise in treating your reptile. This painful condition can lead to tooth loss and eventually infect the lizard's jaw, which is not good. Yeah, they can't eat with half a jaw. For this reason, mouth rot can be fatal if left untreated. So your cottage cheese mouth is going to kill your lizard. Mom! My lizards don't have cottage cheese mouth. I don't have cottage cheese mouth. Nothing in this house has cottage cheese mouth. You didn't buy any cottage cheese recently, did you? I have not. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, because I'd walk in tomorrow and you'd just have like cottage cheese smeared all over your face and you'd be like, bah. I would do that. You really would. They can also get metabolic bone disease, which comes from a poor diet. That would be metabolic. That's what I said. Um, it comes from a poor diet or lack of oob. <laughs> Dust your crickets, kids. And get your UVB. <laughs> See the look she gave me with that happened. She looked like she okay. Dust your crickets, kids. Oob. Or lack of. And if you don't have a UVB, Ooh. make sure you get um, calcium dust with D3. Um, if you do have UVB, it's not necessary to get the D3 supplement in your calcium dust. Can I finish talking about my OOB? Maybe. Uh, metabolic. Did I say that right? Okay, bone disease, which comes from a poor diet or lack of oob exposure, shows symptoms of weight loss, puffy face, and general weakness and lethargy. I feel like that's your stepdad right now. More than likely. Rectifying the diet... Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> Rectifying the diet and exposing Get your... Get the man some UVB! Oob! Rectifying the diet and exposing your annul to an adequate amount of oob rays should help. It's called oob. Um, that would be UVB. Oob. Don't mind my offspring. You raised me this way, mother. I hate that. Yeah, I know. Other jeez. <laughs> Other lizards are prone to respiratory infections, but these are actually uncommon in green annuls. However, they do occur. If your annul is wheezing or holding its mouth open, these are signs of a respiratory infection. Respiratory means the dang thing can't breathe. But if you give your annul some albuterol, it'll be okay. I, I don't think that's a good idea. It's called albuterol, not albutersum, because it cures everything. I don't think that's a good idea. This is a, we only speak the truth here, and I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, why would it not be? spraying your reptile in albuterol, that's probably going to make it get a skin infection. Now, it'll probably actually make its heart explode, but that's besides the point. It'll what? It stimulates your nervous system and makes your heart race. So don't do that. Um... By the way, guys, I am a respiratory therapist, so that's why this I know this. This is even more worrying that you know what this does. 
I should know what it does because I give it to people every day. These respiratory infections usually result from insufficient humidity or an insufficient heat gradient in its enclosure. If your anole is not turning green like it should, and it appears to be a dull brown color, this may be a sign that it is stressed or it has an underlying health issue. Contact or consult with your vet before trying to treat your anole at home because you want to make sure that you don't accidentally kill it. Remember that all reptiles are common carriers of salmonella bacteria, so proper hygiene is necessary when handling them and cleaning their equipment. Don't lick your reptile's butt. Um, that's not what I was going for here. I mean, that's really where the salmonella comes from, is its booty hole, so don't lick its butt. I, wh- where is your mind today? I, I know these things. I mean, at least you haven't tried it. I mean, I don't want salmonella. Or to have to taste a lizard butt. I mean, that's not really on my list of things to do. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm I'm sure lizard butt is not the most tasty thing in the world. How do you know? How do you know? I, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's not on my list of things to do. I said I'm sure. I didn't say I knew. It might be the tastiest thing in the whole freaking world. I have no idea. So, you know, don't try it, though, because you'll get the salmon, you'll get the Nella of salmons. <laughs> um, so, yeah, proper hygiene is going to be necessary when you're handling them and cleaning their equipment, especially if children or people with weakened immune, Im- 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 immune systems <laughs> live in the same house. I know somebody that has a weakened immune So if you have lupus like me, do not lick your reptile's butt. Just don't do it, period. <laughs> well, if either of us is going to try it, it's going to have to be you since I have the weakened immune system. Mine's not great anymore. It's failing me. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Six-year-old can do it. Yeah. Um. So after all this, how do you choose the dang thing, you know? How do you choose your green and all? Um, most anoles available in pet stores are wild caught. Sometimes pet store anoles will be dehydrated and emaciated when purchased. Emaciated, that means they haven't eaten well. As evidenced by loose folds of skin, if a captive bred lizard can be acquired, this is preferable as they tend to be less stressed and not as prone to illness or disease. Anytime you're buying a reptile, it is always, always, always better to buy captive bread. They're going to be less stressed in a captive situation, and they're going to be healthier for you. So word to the wise, if you have the option of buying captive bread, always go that route. That's probably the smartest thing you said this entire podcast episode. Thank you. You're welcome. Avoid anoles that look ill or dehydrated. Any anoles that are new to you and intended for your group should be housed separately and checked by a vet for internal and external parasites while still quarantined. So, hey, maybe you don't want to, maybe, maybe a green anole isn't quite for you, but you want something kind of similar. I'm not providing information on these, but if you want to go look up some, uh, you want to go do some research, you can. Here are... Uh, three other reptiles that are similar to the green anole that we found. Uh, the black-throated monitor species, the savannah monitor species, and the Nile monitor species. So a lot of different monitors. Those are nothing like green anoles. That's what it said on my research. 
Okay, that is um, not true because those are giant lizards and anoles are like the size of your middle finger. So there's that. But anyway, thank you, Aiden, for the research on the green anole. You're welcome. I haven't loved that segment in a long time. I, I enjoyed it, and I think you did a great job. Sweet. So um, anyway, I think we've covered pretty much everything. So check us out on Facebook at A Lot of Love Podcast, on Instagram at A Lot of Love 14, I think. I don't know. Every All the medias that I run will be getting back up to speed hopefully by next week i'm a little or maybe not next week because i got state testing started i don't know it'll be so much easier once the school season ends we're almost there guys i promise but we are going to make sure that we stay pretty much on schedule and release at least one episode a week of the podcast plus the facebook will be active so join discussions on the facebook group i'm going to post that thing about the gecko bedding um plus you can see updates of all of our reptiles what we're doing what we're looking into um, we are, um, members of us arc now, um, because we wanted to join that fight against the Lacey Act amendments. And we also decided to help sponsor Wiccan's wicked reptiles. So hopefully in April, if you look at the Patreon bon- uh, donors at the end, you'll see a lot of love on there. Cause, um, shout out to Adam Wickens. I love his channel and I get a lot of really good information from him. So thank you, Adam. Um, I also want to make a statement right now. Our lives are so ridiculous. We are going to get it out once a week. We are not guaranteeing it's going to be on Sundays anymore. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to go. We will make sure you guys get content every week, guaranteeing the day, especially going into spring. Um, Aiden's got to do a lot to finish up school. His little brother's got t-ball. I have a work schedule. Oh, yeah, Aiden's in the musical at school. We got a lot going on, but we will make sure you get an episode every week. And this is your episode for this week. Yay! So, yeah, um, I think we can just go ahead and make the statement right now that every Sunday, just I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to work out. Right, but like I said, at least one episode a week. I will always post on the Facebook when we are posting a new episode. So you can check out there. Again, that's a lot of love podcast on Facebook. So you can check that out and then find out when new content is. Um, Plus, you can always subscribe to our Patreon. And then you'll also know when new content is out. Plus, bonus content. Bonus content? What kind of bonus content should we Um, Videos, pictures of the reptiles, any updates going on. Um, Even a few special episodes. Yep, special episodes. And also previews of our episodes. You can do input all kinds of things so there will that's going to get really active here in the next couple weeks so um it's only a dollar to be a patreon of ours and help us out all of the money from the patreon is going to go right back into the podcast we're hoping to get some um better recording equipment because yeah, you want me to be honest we're using a dj hero 2 microphone that was used on the way yeah on aiden's laptop so It's actually worked better than I thought it would, but we would like to upgrade our equipment and anything that you donate to the Patreon will go right back into this podcast um, to make it better so you can enjoy it more. Because, you know, we want to make sure you guys are actually enjoying the experience. 
the experience. Yeah, and you can always feel free to email us any feedback at a lot of love podcast. Wait, or is it a lot of love fourteen? A lot of love fourteen at gmail dot com. Well, mother, I have to say, with this uh, disease I've been getting, I can't remember what the fancy word is for it. <laughs> with this disease, with this disease I've contracted, I think my throat is dry, my water's in the kitchen, and I don't feel like standing up until we do the outro. All right, so we'll go ahead and say goodbye for this week, but we'll see you again next week. So thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thank you. See you. Vote against the Lacey Act. Bye. Farewell.